What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast. This is Clark. And Bobby Jean. So glad you're here. Let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Wednesday. Today, this Wednesday, we are talking about Exodus chapter. We're still, you guys are still in Exodus. Mm-hmm. Just didn't know if you knew check. that or not, but we are still in Exodus. <laughs> it, it's a long one. We're we're getting the end though. We're chipping away at it. I'm and just, I'll say it's been realize. fun. It's been we're learning a, ton a lot. Of fun. It's been mm-hmm. fun revisiting some of these passages, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. answering some of these really hard questions. You know? Yep. Yes. It's been good. There's been a lot of really good learning. Yeah, for me too. And same is true for Exodus 34. So we're going to jump in and talk about what stuck out to us. Yeah, we're going to go through it just kind of beginning at verse 1 and move to the end of the chapter. But right away, Bobby, you want to read just verse 1 for us? I do. The Lord said to Moses, <laughs> what? I do. Thank you. <laughs> I do want to read so it. Kind. You guys, people of God, this is the word of God. Thanks be to Here God. Here it is. All right. The Lord said to Moses, chisel out two stone tablets like the first ones, and I will write on them the words that were on the first tablets, which you broke. <laughs> God's grace. Like Moses, you were given pieces of rock that God's finger wrote on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you had some temper tantrum, rightfully so, and smashed those things on the ground. Mm-hmm. Like, God, thank you for writing... On new stones. Again. Again. <laughs> just a reminder in there, too. Yeah, it's like... Which you broke. Like, <laughs> I, I just imagine taking the most precious thing in the world and throwing it on the ground. Like, when I was watching, after the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the Super Bowl, there's a video of Tom Brady throwing oh the football tr- the Lombardi this. across a, like a canal to Gronk on his party boat. Mm. And when he <laughs> threw the Lombardi, I was like, he did not just do that. Oh! And he Gronk caught it and he it was nailed fine. It. Yeah, <laughs> but you're still. I'm watching this. I mean, really, it's just a silly football trophy getting mm-hmm, thrown across mm-hmm, the air. Mm-hmm. I've seen actually. I've seen a hockey one get dropped before and shattered on the ice. That was had to be really embarrassing. Where is this going? Imagine having <laughs> oh, no. tablets oh, yeah. from God and you throwing them on the ground. Like, oh man! But God, totally. God's kind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hey, Momo, don't worry about it, buddy. I'll, I'll just get two new rocks and. Right, right on him again for Super you. Super kind, yeah. Very kind of God. And that kind of gets to the next couple of verses, talk about God's kindness. <laughs> yeah, these are actually really significant verses in the life of Bobby Corver. So um, we'll we'll talk about them for a, a second or two. But these are verses um, 6 and 7. And these are actually the, the first time that Yahweh describes himself. And these verses are used all over in Scripture after this um new testament and old testament so clark clark do you want to read those verses for me i do great verses Verses six and seven take it away take it away ernie and he passed in front of moses proclaiming the lord the lord the compassionate and gracious god slow to anger abounding in love and faithfulness maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness rebellion and sin yeah, he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children and their children's children for the sin of their fathers to the third and fourth generations. So this, um, you know, sometimes in life we, you forget who God is for whatever reason. You know, maybe your circumstance or maybe um, there's been lies that have snuck in. Um, and this isn't Moses' definition. This isn't Aaron's definition. This isn't. Um, Merriam-Webster's. Yeah, it's not a Webster definition. This is God defining who he is. And and yes, he's just. And and there's going to be um, holiness 
that is unlike anything else uh, that we read in those last verses. Uh, but in those first verses, God is slow to anger. He's, sorry, compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands. Um, that's who God is. And so when you read, I think it's in Numbers, you read that. Um, Jeremiah. Yeah, all over the Psalms, in Joel chapter 2, in John. There's so many more notes, but this is significant. This is God um, defining himself to his people, saying, hey, if you've missed it, if you haven't been able to see it yet in all these wonders or miraculous things um, in, you know, my forgiveness or in my graciousness, in my, you know, letting you have a second chance, this is who I am. And uh, so that has been on post-its around my house. That has been, Mm -hmm. I I think, etched in my heart in a different way in different seasons. Um, This is who God is, Bobby. And so that's truth for me today. And truth for you, because that's what the Bible says. Um, As you, just a side note too, the end of that verse talks about how God's going to punish generation to generation to generation. Yeah. We're going to make that another podcast just talking about that one statement because that's another common question that gets brought up going like hey right before that it talks about how god's love and and slow to anger and abounding and compassionate but then he's talking about like if my granddaddy did something wrong he's going to punish my daddy me and my Mm -hmm, my kids mm -hmm. like what's up with that so we're going to dedicate another podcast to that but anyways as you continue moving forward through exodus 34 we come across some more kind of obscure odd weird Laws and rules. And again, this kind of ties back into the other podcasts that we've done already. Mm -hmm. You can't just read a verse out of context and pluck a verse and read the verse for the verse. Mm -hmm. How does it fit within the chapter and the chapter within the book, the book within the Bible? Mm -hmm. And also, what's the backstory here? And so when you read verses 12 through 16... It's basically saying, God's saying, obey what I've commanded you today. Mm -hmm. Be Mm -hmm. careful not to make a treaty with those who live in the land where you're going. That's verse 12. Mm -hmm. Why would God give that law? Right. Because he does not want Israel to be like everybody else. Mm -hmm. They're treating women terribly. They're treating their slaves terribly. They're treating their animals terribly. And so even down below later on, it talks about how you're not supposed to boil a goat in its mother's milk. Like, this is the right. second or third time this is brought up in Exodus. And again, you read that yeah. one, that one's going to get tweeted real quick, going, Christians are crazy. But <laughs> look at the Canaanites around Israel. They would boil the goats in their mother's milk as a sacrifice to their fertility god or demon. Mm-hmm. And God's saying, please don't do that. Right. Like, we don't want to be like them. We don't want to be knocking boots with people, these folks. We don't no. want to be like them. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're different than them. So when you read verses 12 through 16... It's really helpful just to see God's heart there when he's saying, you know, and when you choose some of their daughters and their wives for your sons and those daughters, they prostitute themselves to their gods. They're going to lead your sons to do the same, meaning like don't associate yourself with with the people. And I think that's a good word for us today. And just when it comes to the world, like you are the influenced or the influencer. Mm. It, It can't be both. And when it comes to us being not of the world, but we're here in the world. We're to be Jesus' hands and feet, his mouth, his speaking his word, praying for other people, trying to be the folks that continue the mission of Jesus. Mm-hmm. But there's always going to be a temptation to to be like Israel and say, we want a king, we want to be like everybody else. And God's saying, no, I don't want you to be like everybody else. And mm-hmm. so just come into peace with that, that we're, we're actually supposed to be different. 
Mm-hmm. And the way we live is supposed to be unique and maybe weird, but hey, it's what Jesus did. It's what he called us to. And we believe that's how we were designed and created to operate. Don't be like everybody else. Don't give into the ways of the world. So I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts on that? Well, that actually just ties into where we're going and how when you live a life of obedience, um, you know, you live a transformed life. Like uh, you talked about how Uncle Ken will mention people's countenance often, you yeah. know, and he'll talk about, you know, he has a story how he bumped into somebody and, yeah. you know, their face was just shining. Yeah. If you're and, listening and you come to Emmanuel, you know what we're talking about. Yeah. Like their countenance was so bright. Mm-hmm. You hear that often. And, or they were just light. Like when you bumped into them, they were just light. They didn't, you know, have the heaviness of you know, the world on them. They were just, they were light. And so that's, that's what we read about in Moses' countenance in, at the end of this chapter. And Clark, you made a connection just about how when you live unto the Lord, when you live in obedience to the Lord, when you live in step with us now today with the Holy Spirit, um, you live a transformed life mm-hmm. by the grace of God because of what Jesus has done now today. Um, and so they see that when Moses has been obedient, when Moses has spent time with the Lord, his face, his countenance is just totally radiant at the end of this chapter. Mm-hmm. So what else did you want to say? No, you, you summed it up well. And so I think the kind of tying that in is when we follow the Lord, we're different. And I think eventually people come to, they're able to put their finger on that going like, what's different about you? Why would you, why would you do that? Why would you treat your enemy that way? Why would you forgive them for sure. doing that? Why would you give that much money away? Why would mm-hmm. you serve and give up your time on a weekend to do something for people you don't even know? Anytime those kind of things happen or are said, that's an on-ramp to a conversation. We get mm-hmm. to say, let me tell you about Jesus Christ and what he's done for me mm-hmm. and what I mm-hmm. think he can do for you. So all those acts of service, all those things done are always done in the presence of God for the glory of God, not for our own self-seeking attention, but like Bobby said, there's a connection to obedience and radiance. And when we follow the Lord, mm. we just trust the Holy Spirit's going to bring people's attention to Christ to in himself. Yeah, to Christ in <laughs> yeah. you is what it is. And you get a chance to tell them about Jesus. So mm. Exodus 34, wrapped up. Thanks for tuning in. Keep reading through. We're, we're almost there, but um, <laughs> it's, it's been a good run. It's been a gift, yeah. And we're marching toward, you know, Easter, baby. So uh, we're uh, we're gonna finish up Exodus, and we're marching through Lent, and we're looking forward to you know Good Friday, and then Easter celebration too. Mm-hmm. So God bless you uh, this Wednesday, wherever you're at. I know um, you're gonna be blessed in Exodus chapter thirty-four today. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His countenance toward you and give you His peace. Have a great day. Thank you.